You're listening to the Travel Geniuses Podcast for travel agents who love planning vacations for their clients, but wish the business side of things was just a little bit easier. This is episode three. Hey, Travel Geniuses, I'm back. Welcome to episode three. Wasn't sure I would make it here. It's taking a lot longer to do some of this stuff than I thought, and I've gotten stuck in some of my perfectionist tendencies and thinking I need to have a million other things done before I can move on. Episode one was about some of my favorite free tools, and they are technology tools. And I know that not everybody's quite as good with some of this stuff as I am. So I thought it would be nice to create some videos for you showing you how to use those tools and how to sign up for them and get started, um, which I still plan to do. But I just got really bogged down in all the details in that and wasn't making any progress on this podcast. So decided to set that aside and um, really concentrate on this first. And then in the next couple of weeks, as this gets a little easier, I'll back up and make those videos for you. So definitely keep an eye on your inbox for that. Make sure you've signed up for the newsletter because I'll let you know there when those videos are ready. But in the meantime, I'm just trying to practice what I preach and Remember that done is better than perfect. It's better to launch these podcast episodes and get started with this than it is to have just one episode that's completely perfect. So um, anyway, that's what I'm doing. I'm really excited to be at episode three. Thanks for joining me. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes, please do go back and check those out. Like I said, the first one is about some free tools that I use every single day. I really do use them and they save me a ton of time and I know they'll help you too. So check that out. And then episode two is about client gifts, which is something I love and get excited about. So if that's something you've um, not struggled with, but had questions about, or we're just looking for some new fun ideas for client gifts, that episode's a really good one too. So today we're talking about another one of my favorite topics, which is niches. And I did try to look up to see exactly how that's supposed to be pronounced because I know people pronounce it niche or niche. Um, According to Grammar Girl, because niche is the first pronunciation given in most dictionaries, that is the one she suggests using. So conveniently, that's the one I'm more comfortable with. So that's what I'm going to go with. But we're going to talk about niches today. And I know this is probably something you've heard before. I know it's talked about a lot. And it's recommended a lot to travel agents and other business owners as well, other entrepreneurs. But I do find there's a lot of resistance to it. So I'm really hoping that today I can help convince you that it really is something you should do. Even if you just try it out for six months to a year, decide you don't like it, you can give up and go back to being a general travel agent again. But I strongly, strongly believe that if you listen to nothing else that I say or suggest or teach in these podcasts and on my website and in my courses, I hope this is one thing. If nothing else, please do this. Just try it. I've never heard an agent regret starting to charge fees in their business. I've also never heard any business person regret picking a narrow niche. It really makes a difference in many ways. And we're going to go over that in this episode. So I'm going to share why it's important and how it will change your business. And then after that, I'll give you some tips on how you can come up with your niche. And I've also got a worksheet that you can download if you go to the show notes at travelgeniuses.com slash episode three. I'll have a link there so you can sign up to get a copy of this worksheet that will help um, just help you brainstorm some ideas and narrow things down and pick a niche to market to. So before I start, I just want to clarify what I mean by a niche and 
I know there are a lot of conflicting ideas about what this is. Luxury travel is not a niche. That's not even a specialty. Everybody wants to sell luxury travel um, and get those big commissions. That is not a niche. When I speak of a niche, I don't even mean a destination or a type of travel. I'm not talking about cruises. I'm not talking about Hawaii or Africa. I'm not talking about river cruising. Those are specialties and those are good to have as a secondary specialty. But what I really want you to do is to focus on who you're helping and what problems you're solving for them. And you can get really specific here too. If you want to work with families, you can narrow it down even further and start with families with young children, families with toddlers, families with teenagers, extended families. You can make this really specific. Don't be afraid to do that. If you want to work with families, you can narrow it down even more and start out helping families with teenagers, families with young children, families with school-aged children, homeschooling families. There's a lot of ways you can really narrow your focus. You don't have to stay there forever, but the more focused you can be with your niche and the narrower it is, the easier it is to differentiate yourself and become an expert in that area. And once you do that, then you can expand and grow and add another area to focus on as well. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about a niche in this episode. It's picking a group of people that you want to help and then learning what their problems are and their special needs and helping solve those problems and meet those needs for them. So now that we're all on the same page, let's go ahead and talk about the benefits of choosing a niche. The first one I want to talk about is that it helps you get found. So I'm not going to get into all of the details and technical information about SEO, but just know somebody types in a search in Google and Google's job and their goal is to show them the most relevant and helpful websites based on what they're searching for. So if somebody searches for a travel agent or Hawaii vacations, um, there are going to be thousands, tens of thousands, especially in the if they're just searching for a travel agent, hundreds of thousands of results are going to show up. And there's very little chance, unless you're one of the big players in the industry, that you're going to show up on even the first 10 pages of that search. However, if somebody is searching for hiking vacations to Hawaii and you specialize in hiking vacations and everything on your site is talking about hiking vacations, then there's a much better chance that you're going to show up somewhere on those first few pages of the search and that you'll be found by the right people. Yes, it's a smaller segment of travelers. You're not um, going to get every single person searching for a vacation, but you can't help all those people anyway, even if you got 10% of the travelers in the US as a solopreneur or a small travel agency owner, there's no way you can handle that many clients. So you don't want everybody. You just want a few really good people and well-qualified people. So don't worry about the fact that you're not getting a ton. There aren't that many people probably searching for hiking vacations in Hawaii. But even if you just get one a month, that's really good and will grow your business in no time. Now, this also helps when they find you because when somebody comes on your site, if they are hikers and they find your site on Google or because of a referral from a friend or a Facebook ad or some other advertising you've done, when they land on your site or they see your marketing materials, they're going to know immediately that they're in the right spot and that you're an agent who they want to work with. Think about yourself for a minute. Imagine you're looking for an accountant and you're asking for referrals and your neighbor says, hey, my brother's an accountant. 
and your best friend says, hey, I know this guy who is an accountant, he specializes in small businesses. And then somebody in your travel agent Facebook group says, hey, I have this guy I work with. He only works with travel industry professionals. Which one are you going to want to work with the most? Personally, I'd rather work with the guy who specialize in the travel industry because he's going to know more and be more familiar with the things that I need to know as far as what I can write off for travel and things like that. There are some industry specific things that will help make sure my taxes are correct and I'm not getting audited, but also that I'm maximizing my write-offs. So your travelers are the same way. They want somebody who really knows them and the ins and outs of their needs. And if they land on your site and they're a hiker and you're talking about the best places to hike and the equipment that they need to bring with them in certain areas and what to expect as far as weather or hiking conditions and whether it's easy or not, they're going to know, hey, this is somebody I want to trust with my vacation because they really understand me and what I need. This will help you get referrals too, because if somebody likes to hike, chances are they've got a few friends who like to hike as well. And the next time their friend is planning a trip or wanting to go on vacation, your clients are very likely to say, hey, I've got this travel agent I work with. She knows all about hiking. She helped us find some really great things that we wouldn't have known about. Otherwise, you should give her a call. And then you're getting good referrals, not just the neighbor or coworker who wanted to save $200 on their next cruise. You're getting referrals of your kind of clients and your people, your tribe, and people who want the services that you're offering. I'll get into this a little more later, but it's much easier if you're working with the same types of travelers over and over again, because you're not having to do a bunch of new research for every single vacation. So that's the best kind of referral right there. And by specializing, you're really making sure that you're going to get more and more of those types of referrals. So far, we've talked about how choosing a niche can help you get found online, how it can help you make a connection right away with people who do find you, and how it can help you be seen as an expert and get referrals because of that as well. So now I want to talk a little bit about how choosing a niche can help make your business run a little smoother and make a few things easier on you. Now, the first and most obvious is that there's less research that you have to do every single time you're booking a trip. Now, there's still research that you'll have to do, especially if it's a destination that you're not super familiar with and haven't booked before. But if you're working with the same type of people, that research is cut in half or it's easier to do because you know what questions to ask and what things to look out for. For instance, if you're booking for a family with younger children, you would know to ask the hotel if they have connecting rooms, how big the rooms are, can you get a roll away in the room? If you can't get connecting rooms, can you guarantee two side by side rooms, things like that. Um, but if you don't, if you've never worked with families before, maybe you don't know that just booking two rooms at a hotel doesn't guarantee that they're going to be right next to each other, even if they're on the same booking. So knowing who you're helping and being really familiar with that type of person is half the battle right there. It also helps prevent a lot of mistakes in your bookings, because if you know these pitfalls to watch out for, you can build processes and systems in your business that help make sure those things don't happen. Can you imagine that could really ruin somebody's trip if you've booked them a week in a hotel, assuming that the two rooms you booked were going to be next to each other. And now mom and dad are on one floor and the kids are on another floor. Even if it's just for a day or two, that could really ruin somebody's vacation. So it just helps you set up processes and systems and make checklists to make sure you're 
verifying all the really important things that that type of traveler needs you to watch out for. It's also easier to build in little special touches throughout the trip or give really great thoughtful client gifts if you know what your traveler is looking for or the particular challenges that they face and problems that they experience when they're traveling. If you're working with families, you can build into their itinerary nap time or make sure you're recommending hotels that have child-friendly meals available. If you work with hikers, having the hotel or local restaurant make a picnic lunch that they can take with them on their hike. Things like that, that if you don't know that they're probably going to be out all day hiking in the middle of nowhere, you wouldn't know to pay attention to those little details. And those are the things that are going to make all the difference that will make them remember you and make them excited to talk to their friends about you as well. And because you work with the same type of people over and over again, you're not going to have to come up with all this stuff from scratch or email all your travel agent friends asking them what they do for families who travel or what can I do to help these hiking clients. You're going to gradually grow a list of ideas you can draw on every time you do a trip and it'll be as easy as pulling up a Google Doc, going through the list, picking something or seeing what applies to this particular destination and making it happen for people. Now, so far, the examples I'm giving really could apply and help your business, whether you're choosing a specialty that's a destination or a type of travel or choosing a niche that is a group of people that you want to help. But there are some reasons that I think it's a better idea to choose a group of people. I'm going to tell you about those now. First, it really helps you target your marketing materials and everything you're writing and all the content you're creating for your business. Now, if you're writing an article, a blog post, or creating a video about Alaska cruises, how do you know what what to focus on or what to talk about in that article? You can't talk about everything, but do you talk about the kids club, the teen room, the food, the specialty restaurants, the wines on board, the spa experience, the sweets? You just don't know. If your clients are really into beer, you could tell them about all the craft breweries that they could visit at each port. However, if they're families with young children, they might not be interested in that. And you've just wasted all that time and energy that could have been spent talking about child-friendly activities that can be done or whether they can leave their children on the ship while they go offshore for a little bit, if that's an option, how much it costs, all that. So you're just wasting your time creating content if you don't know who you're writing to and what it is that they want and need from you. And remember earlier when I said choosing a niche will help you get found by the search engines. This is that stuff that I'm talking about. When your whole site is dedicated to the same type of traveler, it's much easier and more likely that Google will feed your content to them when they're doing a search than if you just have a general blog talking about everything under the sun. This is going to help with your advertising as well. I am not a Facebook ads expert, but I will bring one or a few on the podcast at a later date. But I do know that with Facebook, you can get really specific in who you're targeting your ads to. If you're just trying to target all travelers, that's an almost impossible task. And even if you're targeting travelers in your zip code or in your city, it's still you're competing with Travelocity and everybody else when you're doing that. And even if you specialize in a destination like Hawaii, how are you going to find travelers who want to go to Hawaii? Like, I don't, I wouldn't even know how to find those people. But if you target a specific group of people, let's go back to the hiking example. 
With Facebook advertising, you can specify people who are fans of certain pages or magazines. If there's a hiking club in town, you can gear your ads to just be shown to members of that club or people who follow a hiking magazine or um, REI. You can target your ads to be shown to people who liked REI on Facebook. So that helps get you in front of the right people. And then remember, you're creating content just for those people. So they're not just seeing an ad in their feed for a travel agent. They're seeing an ad for a travel agent who specializes in hiking vacations. So they're more likely to stop when they're scrolling and check that out and click on your ad than if it was just an ad for a travel agent. This also helps with joint ventures because you know what types of businesses to partner with and it can help with PR efforts as well. It'll help you know which magazines and which writers to approach and when you do approach them and they check out your site and notice that all of your content is geared towards their readers, they're more likely to see you as an expert and respect you and put you on their list. Even if they don't use the idea that you pitch them, if they need a source later, they're more likely to contact you than just a general travel agent or somebody who just specializes in a destination versus their specific readership. Specializing in a type of traveler versus a destination or type of travel even also helps protect your business from catastrophic events and disasters. If you specialize in one destination and there is a terrorist attack or a massive natural disaster or war breaks out, you could lose your whole business overnight. One of the very first travel events I went to, a travel conference, there was a lady who did a talk about niches and I was a brand new agent and hadn't heard this before and it just blew my mind. And her specialty was wine tours to Israel. And soon after that, I don't remember exactly what happened, but something happened that made it feel very scary and unsafe to go to Israel or anywhere near the Middle East. And she lost her entire business. That was it. However, had she positioned herself as the travel agent for people who love wine tours, she could have diverted even if most of her or even all of her business had been sending people to Israel. Had she positioned it differently, she could have just diverted all of those clients to South Africa or Australia or even California if people were afraid to leave the country in general. So positioning yourself as an expert in a type of traveler, that's not going to go away. There's nothing that's going to make everyone hate wine all of a sudden, unless, I mean, even causing cancer, people still smoke. So there's not really much that could happen that could make you lose your entire business overnight. Even choosing a type of travel won't protect you from this type of thing. What happens if there's massive floodings in Europe and river cruises can't happen because they can't get under the bridges because the river levels are too high? If I know a lot of people specialize in river cruises, that business is going to go away if you can't get through the rivers for a whole season. So you could really protect yourself if you're just focusing on the type of traveler versus the type of travel or a destination. And then finally, doing this really helps you build relationships with people. If you choose a niche that is a destination, how many times is the same person going to go to that place? So if you want to specialize in Italy, How many times is somebody going to go back to Italy? I would go back a million times, but after a couple of times, I don't need anybody's help anymore. I feel like I'm a local. It's my home away from home. I don't need a travel agent to help me plan that anymore. I've got it down. 
So with that type of traveler, you've got maybe two or three trips and you're done. They're not going to need you anymore. Most people, however, only go back to a destination once and then they check it off their list and then they move on to the next destination on their bucket list. But if you choose a niche and build your business around a type of traveler, say somebody who loves wine, you can help them plan every vacation and they'll start to build a relationship with you and you'll get to learn how they like to travel and what things they really enjoy and what they don't. And as you build this relationship, traveling will become easier and easier for them because you're learning all those little details that are important to them. And Travelocity cannot compete with that. Now, I know it's scary to imagine all those other travelers out there that you're going to lose out on because you're focusing only on this specific small, tiny group. But like I said before, you cannot help all of them anyway. And yes, maybe it will be a little slower to get started because you can't just take everybody your neighbor wants to refer to you. But on the upside, you are growing a client base of people who are really dedicated to you, who know you can help, who are going to be lifelong customers, if not friends. You'll be getting referrals. You'll be able to do less marketing and more planning of dream vacations. And really, that's why we're doing this in the first place, right? Hopefully, I've given you enough reasons and convinced you that this is a good idea and inspired you to actually do it. So let's talk a little bit about how to do it. Now I've created a worksheet. Again, it'll be linked in the show notes. Um, And this worksheet will help you with this part. It'll walk you through some of the questions and just give you space to put them all down in a central location so you can sort of brainstorm and narrow things down a little bit. So if you're walking your dog or driving somewhere, don't worry. Um, you can just download this and all these questions will be in that worksheet. You can find that in the show notes at travelgeniuses.com slash episode three. The first thing you have to figure out is who you want to help. So start by just listing every possibility. Think about yourself first. What are your hobbies? Are you into birding, hiking, architecture, history, baking, food, wine, beer. Beer is a big one right now. Um, Do you belong to any clubs or special interest groups at all? What demographic groups do you belong to? Are you a parent, a grandparent? Are you single, married, married without kids? These are all things that you can think about and see if that's a potential group of people that you would like to help and work with. Now let's think outside of yourself. Is there a group of people that you feel really compassionate about and want to help? It could be a group you have some experience with, maybe a family member or a friend is part of this group, or just a group that you really connect with and just really wish you could do something to help. So this could be, again, could be parents, grandparents, single parents, single singles, you know, single men, single women, couples without kids, retired people, young and retired widows and widowers, 20-somethings, busy executives, or maybe business owners, tech employees. These groups all have special needs and things they need to consider when they're traveling. It's best if it's a group that you are a part of or have some experience with, but it doesn't have to be. You can learn. It just will take a little longer, but you definitely can learn about groups that you're not part of. Now I want you to think about trips you already love planning. So if you already have clients, Think about your dream client or your dream trip or those trips that you get called about that you just, oh, you're so excited to get started. Who are these people? Are they in a certain interest group or is it a demographic that you really enjoy working with? 
Now, one word of caution here. I believe that if you're dedicated enough, you can make anything work. But when you're making your final decision, try to make sure that you're choosing a group that can afford your services and want to pay for your services. Now, I love foster parents. I wish I could help every single foster family go on a vacation every year. It's the hardest job in the world. But the reality is that there are probably some wealthy foster families, but the ones I know can't even pull off a staycation, let alone a big trip to Europe every year for their family. Now, the same goes for college students, although some do have parents who can help them pay for vacations. Coupon queens, while they may be able to afford a nice vacation, they're probably going to try to get a deal on every single piece of their vacation. And they're going to nag you all the time about saving $5 and they found it cheaper here and they found this cheaper there. And that's not going to be really necessarily a great niche to go into. So just consider that. Like I said, it's not impossible. I know some people who, who actually went after, um, points, you know, I don't know if you know this, there are people who are obsessed with earning miles and points on their credit cards and getting free travel. Who would have thought because they use that for hotels and stuff too. But I know somebody who has made a great living helping just this group of people find hotels to go to because they use their points on the air miles. And then they they pay money for the extra hotel nights that they need. They may buy a night or two, but they're staying at like four seasons and things like that. So um, it, it you can make any niche. I, I probably would have said that's not a great niche to go after, but you can make anything work if you're really determined, if you're smart about it. But if you want to make things a little easier on yourself, just try to make sure that you're picking a group of people who can afford and are willing to pay for your services. So just go through that worksheet, look at your list. If you're really struggling between two or three groups that you really, really want to work with, draw straws or flip a coin and pick one for now. It doesn't have to be forever. This is another thing that I've seen really, really hang people. It literally paralyzes people and prevents them from starting businesses because they can't decide between two or three business ideas. And they all are like they're little babies and they want to make them all work. I'm not saying the people are babies. I'm saying their ideas are their children and they want them all and they can't choose a favorite but you don't have to just because you're picking one doesn't mean you have to give up on the others forever. Just pick one for now, because it'll again, it'll help with all your marketing and all these things I said before, if you just pick one. And if it doesn't work, give it everything you've got for six months. If it doesn't work, that's fine. Just switch your focus. It's okay. The internet makes things super easy to do that. Nobody will remember your old one. Um, If it does work, Give yourself some time to get it off the ground, get things really streamlined, get your processes in place where it's kind of automatic, and then add another aspect to your um, niche. You can just pick another group that you help as well. So it's super easy. You don't have to say goodbye to the other ones forever, just for now, um, and just pick one to start with and see where it goes. You won't know if you don't try. So just pick one and start. And there you go. You have your niche. Um, If you are still struggling, go ahead and shoot me an email at hello at travelgeniuses.com. Make sure you filled out that worksheet first. You can find that in the show notes at travelgeniuses.com slash episode three. Um, But if you filled that out and given it a week and you're still really struggling, shoot me an email. I'll do my best to help you. I do think this is so, so, so important. It will change your business if you do this. If I could get travel agents to do one thing, ignore everything else I'm saying and do one thing, it would be to 
choose a niche, a niche, not a specialty, not a destination, not a type of travel, but a group of people that you want to help. Um, I think it will change everything for you. And that's it for this episode. Next week, I am going to be talking about creating and designing a business that you love. So not being a slave to all these voices coming from all different directions, telling you what you have to do in your business. You don't really have to do any of it. Um, even when I tell you, you have to do something like pick a niche, you don't have to. Um, lots of people create businesses by not listening to anything I say. (laughs) So um, anyway, that's what we're going to be talking about next week. And until then, have a great rest of your week.